welcome to the Elizabeth and with Sharon. We are in studio today, actually streaming in from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul, Minnesota, where I office out of um, with Soma Soul Sovereignty and where Sharon has built a beautiful space that houses two beautiful harmonic eggs. Welcome to everyone. Thank you for being with me today, Sharon. You bet. So um, these Thursday drops, we've been exploring some different avenues of the mind and um, meditation and how do we neutralize some charges and uh, what are we paying attention to and how does that inform how our senses take in information in the world. And today's um, exploration is a little one, uh, is, is one that's a little bit more tender and close to my close to the heart or close to the breast, as my mom would say, um, that old fashioned saying when something kind of touches the heart. And I thought what we could explore, because Sharon and I have been having conversation about this a little bit, uh, is how our projections sometimes get in the way of meeting other people in their wholeness. And um, this is something that I have been navigating for many, many years, having the experience of living with alopecia, which in the Western world is unexplained hair loss. From an Ayurvedic standpoint, it, I mean, there's more than just what I'm about to say from the Ayurvedic standpoint, but um, in my system, it's my Kave Gunya, or where when stress is present, my weak spot and how it impacts my tissues with the experience of hair loss. There's way more that Ayurveda has, Ayurveda has to say on that. Just like in the Western world, there's way more they say about alopecia from their vantage point. Um, but one thing that's been interesting living as a female with um, hair loss and, and males I know also um, really struggle with hair loss too. And, and it takes such an emotional toll on the body and the mind um, is when I meet um, others and other people assume that I have cancer. And um, thankfully that has not been my experience and my heart goes out to any listeners who are navigating that, have had to navigate that or have family members that are navigating um, healing from cancer or with cancer, uh, because that is a definite um, tender space to hold for anyone navigating it. So I share this tenderly, I guess, because everyone's healing journey looks different. And what it started to have me contemplate is how much my own projections sometimes get in the way of meeting people in their wholeness, meeting people in more than just their appearance. And um, it's or something- our assumptions based on their appearance. Yeah, assumptions based on their appearance. Or that, perspective based on somebody's appearance. Yeah, um, it's that old adage of don't judge a book by its cover, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even if the judgment is one of compassion and empathy, mm -hmm. but go ahead, go back to what you're saying. I just wanted to clarify 
Uh, no, it's helpful. So, I mean, I, I don't want this just to be a monologue. No, but you were saying it so eloquently, but I also thought, you know, just to make sure, um, uh, you know, everybody knew where we were coming from. For sure. Know, basically. For sure. So go ahead, please resume. I did not mean to interrupt. No, it's, it's something I've really been sitting with because I often have the privileged space of working with people and some people who are healing from cancer and um, have the privileged space of working with people and meeting people and I'll be out in the world. And my, I don't always think about my hair loss, right? Like I wear hats cause it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> hair has a function it's like, <laughs> senses and feels but it's also warmth and um in the great state of minnesota it's quite cold here for half the year um and for a while i used to wear hats because i felt ashamed or like embarrassed um so it's not like i haven't navigated that world with hair loss um and sometimes I've worn wigs. I went through that phase, but really, did you um, really? I did for like, I didn't last long. I did <laughs> for like, um, I don't know. I want to say like six months. I had a friend who um, had healed her breast cancer and she had this awesome wig that honestly looked like my hair from when I had hair. It was brown yeah. shoulder length and I would wear it. And it kind of made me like, feel good but then it was like also really irritating to have yeah. wig on um and so it's interesting because while a lot of experience of hair loss overlaps with the experience of people who lose their hair with cancer the orientation of it is um is different and um sometimes when people project onto me that it's cancer and and assume it's cancer and go into their like wanting to bond with me over that. I hold space for their story, but it's sometimes hard to then when they want me to share my story, interject that it's not cancer and yeah. and then having to explain all that is awkward. It can be awkward. It can yeah, be I would imagine you don't want to diminish anything that they're going through or even the kindness that they're showing you. No. However, um, your struggles and what you're going through are different. Yeah. And not less than, in my opinion. I mean, I think we all have our own struggles and those are very real and what we're struggling with. Right. And it, does, it doesn't... You know, I know there's that old saying, somebody's always got it worse, right? Sure. But when you're going through whatever you're going through, it is very real and you are doing your best to heal from it. And so outside perceptions about how or what you're doing or how it's going or what stage you're at, those can be, uh, for me anyway, having it projected on me ends up making me think, should I be feeling the way they're telling me, you mm -hmm. know, are they conveying, Oh my gosh, this is so sad for you. Mm -hmm. Or are they communicating? Well, I hope you get better. Or maybe you won't or like anything that they're communicating. I then have to take in and start to ingest as, is this true for me is, you know, and I'm just doing my best to get through. Right. 
And I think sometimes, I mean, I think similar things probably happen, you know, whether it's alopecia, whether it's cancer, whether it's some other physical manifestation of sure. a chronic imbalance. Sure. Um, and sometimes you know, people have it and you can't even see it. Correct. It's and, not even, you know, visual. It's not even visible to the eye, but here they are dealing with it. Yeah. And it brings, you know, it can bring such, um, it's like a whole nother thing to a stream of energy to navigate, you know, right. no right. matter the origin of hair loss, right? Because yeah. hair is such an outward sign of like health and balance. Absolutely. Um, and I think even with men who have to start dealing with it at whatever age, they still have to start dealing with it, but it's a probably more common to see. And so it's not something that's notable or discussed, but there's the assumption probably with you that, well, you must be really sick and have cancer because what other explanation is it? Right. And, um, you know, I've known kids with alopecia and other adults with alopecia. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of it, what, no matter what the label is for me, is like, how do I not or, orientate toward the symptoms, but acknowledge the symptoms or acknowledge the manifestation of the imbalance and still organize my system around health and well-being? And well, I, I, yeah, I agree. And I think that's so much of what you and I like to work in and gravitate towards with the healing is identifying that these are just symptoms. Mm -hmm. it, it isn't me. It doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. There's a collection of symptoms or a collection of dis-ease mm -hmm. that we're addressing and healing from, mm -hmm. which can be um, a completely foreign idea to many people because mm -hmm. so many times, I think all of us, no matter what bad news we receive, we go through a time period where we're doing our best to digest it, mm -hmm. you know, and having uh, other people's experiences um, can uh, change maybe the perception of how I'm healing from it or, you mm -hmm. know, these, I don't know if I'm going in loops here, but. No, I think that you're bringing forward an important part because I think for a long time, I know my one of my largest fears was like when I started to get um, patterns uh, was that. Um, Keep talking. Just give okay. me a second. Keep talking. Okay. When I started to get patterns, uh, sorry, Sharon, uh, is having to step away from the mic for a minute. But when I started to get um, bald patterns was one of my largest fears was, was I gonna lose all my hair? And that fear mentally, I think manifested what the very thing I didn't want. And now it's like, how do I change that mental pattern? How do I change that emotional pattern? Um, how do I nourish myself differently how do I listen to my body when it is whispering instead of screaming with a larger um, visible thing that needs support? And 
I will say my daily routines and Ayurveda and yoga and energy work and um, detoxing my system differently in terms of seasonally and daily has really shifted my um, mental state away from that large fear that I had when I was, you know, about 10 years ago when it, the bald pattern started to, am I going to lose all my hair and how frightening that felt for me um, to how do I just nourish and sustain and detoxify what isn't helpful for my system and see what happens as I don't orientate toward the symptom pattern, but acknowledge it and work more skillfully with it. And that is a different place I'm seated in than when I was early in this journey of like, why, I mean, our bodies constantly are giving us invitations to become more curious about our purpose here <laughs> and why we have certain expressions in our body. Right. Um, Andreas Moritz wrote this. He's written many, many books. He was an Ayurvedic practitioner who's passed on um, or left his body. And, um, but can, his wisdom continues to support people. And he even was like, he has different slants on why the body does what the body does. And if you want to look at his books, he has a whole host of books, but um, he believes, I think similar to what you and I work with, um, the paradigm we work with Sharon is that the body is always trying to self-heal itself. So it's mm -hmm. giving messages. Mm -hmm. What's the message? And one of the messages I feel like I've explored more recently with hair loss is like, what parts of me like didn't want to sense and feel the environment that I was raised in because it was challenging at best. And what parts of me have separated or tried not to be seen. And then part of my work here is to be seen. Yeah. Um, and it's tender sometimes to be seen and have certain assumptions projected, just like I'm sure for those who are healing uh, from the expression of cancer who experience hair loss with that journey. Right. It's like, that's an added insult. Like you're, telling me, you're right? telling me I have cancer and now I've lost my hair and I have other people in that, yes. in my space asking about my cancer. Like yes. I might not want to talk about my cancer. Right. Because Just everybody doesn't with... want to talk about my hair loss. Totally. Like everybody deals with it differently. And depending on your day, you may have forgotten. You may have forgotten that you weren't operating with it. And somebody points it out whether lovingly or not, then you're like, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be in, uh, when um, my kids were younger, I would be in Target or other places and people would come up to me and I'd have the kids in the cart and they would be like, you have to fight for your life, like on behalf of your children. And I appreciate the, um, the encouragement or the sentiment behind that. Right. But the projection and other people coming into this, my space with that projection would often be startling um, 
for me and often cause me a sense of pause and an invitation of even like, how do I get cleaner about my energetic boundaries? Like, so that people, um, I can engage with people and they can, we can meet each other in our wholeness, but Mm -hmm. my outward um, presentation isn't the first thing always. And maybe it always is. I don't know, because you never know how people perceive you. <laughs> but well, but I, I like, you know, when, when we were chatting about this earlier, I like the idea of exploring the wholeness piece. Like, who are you in your wholeness? And are we putting that out into the world? I mean, out in the world, especially in the last few years, there's so much talk about what you can or cannot say or li- how you label people or... You know, there's a there's a lot of talk out there about it. And the idea is um, that you don't want to offend people. But when you're coming at people with your own perception and your own projection, even if it's out of love and compassion and empathy, there's still this idea of should we think before we say something? Should we pause and let's try and look at the person as a whole? because one element of an appearance is not the whole. And there's so much out in today's world where that's what everybody's talking about. (laughs) I feel like this is a really important piece. It's a whole different perspective of, oh my gosh, there's so many people dealing with whatever they're dealing with that are probably experiencing at least similar things, similar thoughts, you know, why can't I just be as I am and have that be whole and complete because that is how I am. Because in that moment, that's how you are. (laughs) Well, and then what happens when we start to meet ourselves as whole and complete and meet others as whole and complete and realize we are more than any symptom or diagnosis or imbalance. Correct. And when we no longer organize around the imbalance, but start to organize around our wholeness and our potential and our birthright of health, because every human has that birthright. That's my firm belief. It's also comes from a deep study of energy medicine. Everyone has that birthright for health and full potential. And as humans, we've just started to scratch the surface of it. Well, and I also believe further to that, that when you start to organize around that, your cells organize around that, and they organize around the healing. Mm-hmm. So with the idea of the wholeness and the full health and well-being, if that, you know, there's so much of what they say, what your mind believes your body achieves. Totally. That's why I work with the egg. That's why I do what I do, because I right. absolutely buy into that. Me too. I absolutely buy into that. And we are all works in progress. Mm-hmm. There's all, all of us have layers and layers of things to either peel or process. Mm-hmm. But underneath that is health and well-being. And that's what I believe. <laughs> yeah. And and we're even more than health, right? Like from a Vedic standpoint, we are light. We are sound mm-hmm. vibrating at a sound of like sound and light and speed of love and source, right? right? And that part of us never dies, right? We just transition out of a body and we have more karma from, you know, maybe back into a body or a different realm uh, or dimension, 
And how do we start to organize around that part of us that never dies, that is light, that wants to shine and manifest in physical form. Right. And even our physical form is energy. It's just denser than some of the subtle energy. Like our breath is a more subtle energy, but we still see and feel it. Our body is a representation of that breath and how it's moving in a more dense form. And our mind is a representation of our body. And it is a representation of all the past karmas, the past choices that we've made up until this point. But yet every moment is new. And so in every moment, we can either organize around all that past patterning and continue to do what gives us the same result, or we can choose different and become more skillful and conscious and say, instead of organizing around our past habits, our past samskaras, our past patterns, our past lives, if you believe in that, our past ancestral patterns or traumas or emotions or karmas, we can look at it and learn and choose different, which is then going to create and help us manifest into our future best selves, which I think we are all growing into, especially if we can pause and not put projections on each other that may or may not be true for that person and start to meet each other in our wholeness, aligned with what it is we're here to manifest as humans. I got, I got nothing. That was fantastic. That was such a great summary. <laughs> well, I'd I love to hear. That was awesome. <laughs> well, like I said, it's tender space, and and um, and I know everyone, you know, probably has different things. Like it might not be hair that's the visible outward sign of the imbalance or the karma or the pattern that you're healing. It might be something else, and whatever it is, I hope for each of us that seen or unseen, we can hold tender space for those vulnerabilities or weak spots that we are healing from stress, because I think stress is the root of all. I do too. But the idea, I, again, I interrupted you, but the big message for me in having these discussions with you is seeing people in their wholeness is the most loving, compassionate way to show up for them. Yeah. That for me, that's the moral of the story is see the wholeness. See the wholeness. I think yeah. that's a good note to end on. You rock. The wholeness. And well I'd love I'd love to hear any of you who are listening drop us a note, put a comment on our Instagram page if you have um, a story you want to share. Come book an appointment with Sharon or I at the Ohm Center of Healing if you want to work with us. Um but whatever you do, continue to find people who can support you on your path to wholeness, which you already are as you are in this moment. And that's what we got for you today. So this is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and Sharon. And we're coming live to you from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul, Minnesota, where I get the delight to office out of and um, for some of Soul Sovereignty and work and partner with Sharon on many levels. So, Sharon, thanks for joining us today on this. Yeah, topic. thank you. Always fun. Always fun. Always fun.